Welcome back, everybody, to the Auburn Undercover YouTube channel, Auburn Undercover Podcast. My name is Nathan King, joined here today by Jason Caldwell. Jason, I believe this is practice number nine, I think, if, if Saturday's right, yeah, we're Yeah, and into the third week. Yeah, it's the third week of practice. Um, technically, you know, it's funny, technically camp ends here in a couple days because school starts, but really it's all it's all the same. They're still, uh, they're still working, obviously, preseason practice. We're now within... We're inside three weeks until the season opens on September 2nd against UMass. And Jason, it was Saturday morning. They had their first scrimmage there inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. They will scrimmage again on uh, on this coming Saturday. But we've had a couple days to digest. Obviously, there was a lot of information thrown at us. You know, we had a we had you know some VIP stuff. If you're an Auburn undercover subscriber. You were you were learning what was happening inside the scrimmage. But I thought Hugh Freeze, as he's been throughout camp and, and really since he got here, he was very transparent about things and so we'll start with the quarterbacks um you know a lot of overreaction there i think because that's what people are going to do when it comes to a quarterback competition but you know hugh free said i have my mind made up talking about on friday now he's not talking about naming a starter he's talking about trimming the battle down yes. from three people mm -hmm. to two people he he said he had a good idea of where he wanted to go there but saturday scrimmage made him hesitate a little bit and maybe they had to go to the film and, and make some make some decisions and kind of flesh that out kind of what did that comment mean to you and what do you kind of perceive in terms of where the quarterback battle is um heading into the third week of camp? yeah I, I think you know probably some of it has to do with holden garner going out and, and doing some good things but i think all the guys did some things and i think that's probably where it is i don't think there's really been any separation i think they've got three guys that they want to take a little bit longer look at to try to get it down to two and that's kind of the starting process for this, but you know, sooner or later you have to make that decision because you can't rep three quarterbacks. See, Freeze talked about that. We were at SEC Media Days, so these next few days are going to be really important because while it's not, you don't necessarily have to scrimmage to do those things. You can do situational stuff, goal line, red zone. Uh, they can do third and long. They can do a lot of things to stress the quarterbacks to get a feel for those guys, even in in a non-traditional scrimmage situation. I would expect a lot of those things to happen in the next couple of days. Maybe even get through Saturday before a decision is made, but yeah. I think this is going to be an important four or five days for for everybody. It's it's not something that can it's not that it can't be undone, you know. If you if once you trim down that quarterback competition, but you know we've seen it in the past. We've seen it with every quarterback competition um, Auburn has had. You know, I think back to when Gus Malzahn cut it down. You know, cut Malik Willis out of it when when it was Bo Nix and uh, and Joey Gatewood. So you know, it's not a it, it, it's not an un you know unchangeable decision, but it is going to be one of the bigger decisions if Hugh freezes. Um, tenure here at Auburn you know the thing was that Robbie Ashford whenever he's able to get in these kinds of settings when he's able to make some plays his legs obviously they still weren't live but I was talking to Zion Puckett about it today you know it it just it's it can't be rep it almost can't no, be replicated in a regular practice setting it changes things and, and we've seen this before now how how this offense is a little bit different we'll find out but it, you know, in 2010, they did not allow Cam Newton to get hit at all. So they went through preseason and all those things and go, okay. And then when they got into game, they went, holy cow, this is different. In, in Nick Marshall's case, they did not know at all. And then they had a live scrimmage. They said, okay, that's the difference right there. Yeah. Robbie Ashford is that guy that does some of those things differently too. They got to see some of that Saturday, even though the quarterbacks weren't live, you can still see it on display. So it brings a different dynamic to it. And it, it may have been another part of that wrench thrown into it going, okay, see what we got, because here's what we, we've learned about this team already. Um, they feel pretty good that they're going to be able to run the football. That right. showed up Saturday. Yep. Offensive line's gotten deeper. The running back group is deeper. So I think they feel like, okay, we've got some pieces together. Nathan, we've heard 
depth on the offensive line for the first time in quite a while. Yep. Running back depth too. I think if you start going, hey, what's the one spot you, you go, hey, where do you come out of the scrimmage one going, okay, I think running game is probably number one spot. Yeah, it was confirmed almost a little bit more today. Um, we met with about four or five players inside, and while no one would necessarily go into you know big specifics like oh you know, how, you know this how this guy did or necessarily naming players, once we kind of looked at the comments afterwards, it it further supported what we knew from Saturday, and that is that the run game did really well. The offensive line was probably better than the defensive line, mm-hmm. probably won a lot of those battles. Yeah. And what Zion Puckett was talking about, um, you know, tackling was a big issue there in the secondary. You know, we heard about, um, you know, a long play by Shane Hooks, a long run by Damari Alston, you know, as good as those couple players are. And obviously there were there were more plays than that. Um, you know, they just said it's assignment football, you know, making sure you know where you are because something that uh, something that Jason knows, Jalen McLeod said was, you know, being out of position, People think a lot of times, oh, it's a missed tackle. A lot of times it's simply the result of being out of position. Correct. Now it looks like it's a missed tackle, but really you had no chance from the beginning. It is. And, and the other part of this is is that you can go rep offense. You can rep offense in full pads. You can do all those things. Defensively, there's there's nothing to replicate an actual live scrimmage where you're tackling guys to the ground. You can work on tackling, do all those things. That's why those you got to take advantage of all those opportunities. So that that kind of changes a little bit the dynamic on a day like that and so I, now the coaches know okay even though we've got some veteran guys we've got to go back and, and maybe okay let's spend a little bit more time on that fundamental part of the tackling part because um, it's hard to know until that shows up now they've seen it that's part of it that shows up at every level too and so um, I think defensively that's part of it. the other part is they're trying to find a lot of depth which means yep. they're rolling a bunch of different players they're playing a lot of young guys um, trying to narrow down that focus. When you do that, you're going to have more mistakes. And so I would expect them maybe narrow it down a little bit, uh, a little bit more focus, and probably adding a little bit more to that playbook on defense heading into scrimmage number two. Yeah, and this success for the O-line in the run game, I mean, this stems all the way back. I know the A-Day game was rainy conditions, but the run game did really well there too. Yeah, and even the end of spring before that. Right. It's it, it was that last week of spring where we started hearing, hey, they're starting to put it together. Now we've kind of seen that, you know, it's it's pretty often even in a fall camp that a defense will win the majority of it because, and they did start to do better once yes. the heat got to mm-hmm. them. Um, but I think this is, you know, it's showing a lot of good things for Auburn's offense at the moment, that offensive line and run game um, in particular. Let's talk about this week, Jason, kind of things that we're looking out for. Something I'm definitely wanting to see is that making sure there are no more injuries added to this list, um, particularly at receiver and linebacker. It's starting to stack up a little bit. Um, Camden Brown, Var Johnson, they didn't go in the scrimmage. You Free said it feels like Camden Brown's been injured ever since he's been here. It's yeah, an ankle in the spring. Has. It's a hamstring now. Um, Javarius Johnson had a had an incident at practice where he messed up his mouth a little bit, so he can't wear a can't wear a chin strap right now. Malcolm Johnson's shoulder is bothering him. Coy Moore still has that ankle issue, mm-hmm. so that's a. It's a really deep receiver room that is missing some pieces right now. Uh, defensively, Austin Keys injured his shoulder in the scrimmage, but it's minor. It yeah. seems like he'll be fine. And then Wesley Steiner, he's been in a non-contact jersey all throughout preseason practice. And so it's one thing I'm definitely, in addition to the quarterback reps, obviously Thursday when we talk to Hugh Freeze, that might be a might be a pretty decisive day. We'll see where he goes with that. But, uh, man, this is a team that's got to stay healthy. They've done a pretty good job so far. These aren't super significant I think all these guys will be okay but it's that time of year when these things start start to add up it is and you're right especially and I think it showed up more at, at wide receiver than anything because there was a lot of inconsistent yes. play at wide receiver uh, that impacted the quarterbacks too I think that's some of the decision making process too for Hugh Freeze is that it's hard to get a real feel for who separated themselves because of the issues at wide receiver and you know the issues at wide receiver come because all those guys you mentioned are guys that were all here in the spring and all right. last year so the, you had to depend a lot more on 
newcomers and it's not just newcomers these are newcomers that had been in a practice for a week now they've you know, been up to speed with their teammates doing things but when you talk about Jair Shorter and, and Caleb Burton and then Shane Hooks that's three guys that just started practice for Auburn when they started here in August and so um, you're gonna have some of those you know not only assignment issues but you're going to have issues where you're not on the same page with quarterbacks, especially when you're playing three of them. So that's the thing on offense and defensively. Jason Jones says effort. Um, I think can you get create some havoc up front? That's the next step for these guys. And um, maybe start to narrow down that focus a little bit. All really talented players at receiver, and that showed up. Jair Shorter had a good scrimmage. I'd say, you know, we didn't heard about Shane Hooks having a good day. But like you said, there is that other side of the coin where these are inexperienced yep. guys. They're going out there. The veteran receivers aren't out there. And there's so many factors baked into it. And I was kind of glad to see the fan base sort of have a level reaction, I think, mostly when Hugh Freeze is bringing up, hey, when an RPO is is not correct, when a, when a, when a pass looks errant, maybe to just the, the naked eye, there's a lot more that goes into that. The receiver maybe ran the wrong route. It's an option route that the receiver didn't make the right choice. That's what he was kind of referencing. And so... There's a lot on the coaches' plates right now as, it, again, coming back to the quarterback competition. There's a lot more than simply meets the eye of, oh, this guy, Robbie, Robbie Ashford and Holden Garner threw touchdowns and Peyton Thorne did it. That means he's the number three quarterback. There's a lot more that Correct. goes into yes. this thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why it's so important and it's so hard to get an immediate reaction. We got an immediate reaction from Hugh Freeze 10 minutes after the scrimmage. But now you're going back and you watch film and you're going to correct the mistakes and, and do those things. They'll, be a, they'll have a much better idea of, of – you know, kind of how the scrimmage went a few hours later versus a few minutes later. And uh, we got, we'll get some reaction from that from Freeze this week. I think we'll find out a lot more Thursday than we yes. did last Saturday. And looking forward to it. Yeah, and then we'll have the Saturday again. We'll get the, uh, get the coordinators after the scrimmage this time. Um, and so kind of get their insight on things. So we'll be back out at practice on Tuesday afternoon if you're listening to this on Monday. For Jason Caldwell and Nathan King, thank you guys so much for joining us. We will catch you guys later.